Living by the rules, this is the world. I'm Marco Werman. ISIS extremists control everything in the Syrian city of Raqqa, including who can stay and who can go. For women, for instance, no woman under 45 is generally allowed to leave at all. And anybody else has to have a very good reason. Also, family planning in the Philippines, according to the Catholic Church. It's so hard for me to think, imagine that artificial contraceptives will give natural health. Plus, building up basketball in soccer-mad Haiti. First time I seen a basketball, I was 15. To tell you the truth, I didn't even know what got a ball. I thought, I'm like, man, why did white people make a ball so hard, you know? And my boy said, no, no, dude, this is not for soccer. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA-CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. We're going to start the show today with the show the government in Baghdad is making over capturing the town of Al-Alam from ISIS. It's part of their big push to retake the city of Tikrit that we've been hearing a lot about for the past week. But if you zoom in on Google Earth, it looks like Al-Alam has about eight houses, maybe. We often go to reporter Jane Araf in Iraq. She's currently on assignment for the PBS NewsHour in the Kurdish zone of northern Iraq. Jane, why is the government making a big deal about taking this seems like a hamlet of Al-Alam. Well, probably because it's been pretty hard to take. It's not just Al-Alam. It's a lot of the towns and villages along the way. And it's been really tough going because they're facing ISIL, ISIS gunmen who are not afraid to blow themselves up, who have laid explosives almost everywhere along the way and who are lying in wait for them in Tikrit with more explosives. So they are, yes, making a big deal about it. And part of it, of course, too, is that people have been waiting breathlessly day after day to hear news of this advance towards Tikrit. So this is the most solid thing they've had in quite a few days. But Baghdad is attacking this this area with thirty to 40,000 men. I mean, regular soldiers and militiamen, and they've got air support. Is ISIS basically holding strong because they don't care if they live or die? Is that what you're saying? Well, that is part of it, definitely. But also they're holding strong because of the territory they're fighting in. Now, this is really a test for the Iraqi government forces. They're mostly Shia. And of course, there's an even greater number of Shia-backed militias. So they're going in to try to take back not only the biggest Sunni city that they've encountered, but Saddam Hussein's former hometown. So really what this is a test of is, is there enough support in that Sunni community to allow these Iraqi soldiers who are viewed as outsiders, essentially, to take back the city. It's also difficult because this is not regular warfare. These are people who don't play by any kind of rules. And while there is a percentage of the Iraqi military that feels perfectly comfortable in dropping enough bombs and rockets and mortars to level a city, that's obviously not the way the Iraqi government wants to go in this case. And Jane, some of those Shia militias can be quite undisciplined, and there's a lot of fear that they'll go into these Sunni areas and take revenge on the Sunnis. Any reports of problems so far in that area? There certainly are those fears. I was talking earlier this afternoon with 
residents of Tikrit, and they were saying that that's what they're expecting the next step to be. So the big issue here isn't only taking back the city, it's about what happens next. But it's useful to look at why exactly these fears exist in the case of Tikrit. And it's mostly because a military base near there, the Spiker Air Base, which used to be a U.S. base, was where more than 1,000 young men, young recruits, were killed. They were unarmed. They were executed by ISIS. And there are a lot of militia people and a lot of regular soldiers who feel that this is their time to take revenge. The problem is it's not just revenge against ISIS. It is potential revenge against Sunni tribes and ordinary residents who they believe supported ISIS. Mm. As I said, Jane, you're uh, right now in northern Iraq in the Kurdish area, and I gather you've met a fair number of refugees from Tikrit there. What are they telling you? What are their hopes and fears right now? Their big fear really is that even when this battle is over, they're not sure what they'll go home to. They're not sure how much of the city will be destroyed. They're not sure what kind of security.